This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So let's sing, Jesus Christ is risen today. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Soon afterward, Jesus went down to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. And as he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all. And they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. Jesus is living. Jesus is alive. 
he has everlasting life for you and me. Already given to you in the waters of your baptism, do you not know that all of you who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We have been buried with him in baptism and raised with him in baptism to walk in the newness of life. This morning I want you to hear these words from 1 Kings chapter 17, just these short few words. What do you have against me, man of God? These are the words of our text. God's grace and mercy and peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It was good. It was good. That's the way we left it last week, right? That's the way it was last week. It was good. There was a drought in the land, that was bad. No water, no food. Certain death for a single mom and her son. She was desperate and resigned to death. That was really bad, but... But God had sent his prophet, Elijah, to the town where the widow and her son lived. Remember, she was making her last meal to eat with her son, and then they were going to die. But Elijah came to town, and Elijah had a promise. The Lord would provide enough food for the woman, for her son, and for Elijah to survive the drought. The flour would never run out, the jar of oil would never run dry, and they would live. And that's the way we left them last Sunday. And it was good. But now, something awful happens. The boy gets sick. And the Bible tells us he grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. His mom is angry, really angry, downright ticked off, mad at Elijah and mad at God. You can hear it in her words. What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? The mom figures that God is punishing her for past sins. She thinks that Elijah's living in her house has caused God to remember her. Somehow she's slipped under the radar until now, and now God remembers her. And when God looks and remembers her, because God's prophet is in the house, he sees her sins. Oh, yeah, God says. She needs to be punished. I forgot about that. And so God takes her son. This is God's punishment. Or, well, at least that's what she thinks. That's how she's reading the situation. And in her mind, none of this would ever have happened if Elijah had just stayed away. It would have been better for her to die with her son from hunger and thirst than 
for this now to happen. Her hope in God's promise has been dashed upon the rocks of death. Her trust in God's promise has turned to dust. Her heart is broken, and anger and bitterness boil over into rage. And Elijah is on the receiving end. She holds her dead boy in her arms, and she lashes out at Elijah and God. What do you have against me, O man of God? Things have gone from good to bad to worse. When have you flashed out and God? You know, you feel like you've kept your end of the bargain. I played by the rules. Okay. Well, maybe not all the rules, but you've tried. Well, at least you've been sincere, right? And then, God doesn't keep his end of the bargain. At least that's the way you see it, like the woman in our text. God has betrayed you. Maybe God is punishing you for past sins. And from the depths of your heart, Anger heats up. Like a volcano, it boils up, it turns into rage, and then it explodes. I don't deserve this! This isn't fair! What do you have against me, God? I've been there. You've been there, too. We've all been there. It's our condition, isn't it, as sinners? What's the first commandment? To fear, love, and trust in God above all things. But man, it's hard when everything goes south, when things aren't working out the way that you figured they should work out. We can be just like the widow in the text. <coughs> And you know, people who are this mad at God, we've been there and we know people who have been there or are there, people this mad will walk away from God. Do you remember Job in the Old Testament? Job's wife was that kind of mad at God. Remember, she and her husband, they lost everything in a day and then it got worse. All of their children died in one natural disaster. The wind blows through, and all of them dead. And what does Mrs. Job, because we don't know her name, what does Mrs. Job say to Job? <laughs> yeah, curse God and die. Yeah, now that, that's her advice. Yeah. Behind that, She's had it with God, hasn't she? In her mind, God isn't good, God isn't love, God isn't fair. And she doesn't deserve this. Curse God. Curse him. Well, Job listens to his wife. As a good, caring husband. And then he says, 
How can we receive good from the Lord? And not bad, too. Though he slay me, yet I'm going to trust in him. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's faith. Triumphing over the anguish and sorrow of this life. Job's wisdom comes from God. God gives Job a new heart. A heart that believes that God is good even when it doesn't look as if God is good. He understands that God's ways are beyond tracing out, beyond our understanding. And he knows that God is able to work all things, even bad, for good. Even when it doesn't look like it and everything would say it's not true. And it's God who gives that same kind of wisdom to you and me this morning. Such wisdom comes from the cross where we see God's Son die for us for the forgiveness of our sins. Such wisdom comes from the empty tomb where Jesus rises from the dead for you and me to win a great victory for us. And such wisdom is it not the working of the Holy Spirit in your heart and in mine? Such wisdom believes what Job says. Even if God slays me, I'm going to trust in him. Because I know the cross and the empty tomb. When Jesus dies on that cross, the innocent and sinless Son of God, Jesus becomes sin for you and me. He takes your place. And think about Good Friday and the cross. Jesus cries out, What do you have against me, Father? He doesn't use those words, right? What does he say? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But isn't that the cry? What have you against me, Father? At that moment, he's bearing all of your sins and mine. And the Father has turned his back upon the Son. And he is in hell, where we belong. Because the Father holds his Son accountable for your sins. Jesus suffers God's wrath for you in your place. And now you are forgiven. His blood cleanses you from all of your sin. His sacrifice reconciles you with God. And God has nothing against you. Nothing. Absolutely nothing against you. St. Paul says it this way, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You belong to Jesus. And you know he's good. You know he loves you. And yet, we wrestle. But we wrestle as his forgiven people. And he enables us to say, Though he slay me, I've got nothing else. I'm going to trust in him. And I guess we have everything else but don't we in meeting us. Well, let's turn back to 1 Kings 17 because the best is yet to come. 
The mom yells at Elijah, right? What do you have against me, O man of God? Give me your son, Elijah says. You can see her handing the boy to Elijah. He took her from his arms and carried him to the upper room where he is staying and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought tragedy also upon this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the, board three, on, the, on the boy three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry, and the boy's life returned to him, and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house, he gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. And then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. God is merciful. He gives her son back to her. Her anger subsides. Her cursing is over. She believes. In this account, and in our gospel reading, today we come face to face with death. And in both accounts, the only son of a widow dies. And in both accounts, God conquers death and gives life. Death is the way for you and me, isn't it? Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Death is all around us. It steals our loved ones. It takes our friends. It snatches our neighbors. Death is a thief. Death is cruel. Death has no compassion. Death is the uninvited guest in our lives. And death takes two boys in our readings. It steals from women already robbed of their husbands. That's how cruel death is. It steals the life of sons who have so much more life, so much more to look forward to. It steals joy and it leaves nothing but bitterness in its wake. And imagine how the devil uses death to crush hope and to create despair in us. He uses death to tempt you and me to be mad at God. He wants to kill your love for Jesus. For the devil is a murderer from the beginning, Jesus says. And the devil wants you to cry out, What have you against me, O God? And the devil wants to scare you with death so that you forget the cross and you forget the empty tomb. He wants you to forget that to live is Christ and to die is gain. And he certainly doesn't want you to say with St. Paul, I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is? Yeah, better by far. Death is a defeated enemy, a crushed enemy. It has lost its venom sting when Jesus rose from the dead on Easter morning. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I have conquered death for you. 
I have crushed death for you. I am creating an eternal home for you. I will come again, and I will raise you from the dead. I will raise your body, and I will give you everlasting life, and never again will you hunger. Never again will you thirst. Never again will you die. I am the resurrection. And I will give back to you your loved ones who have been stolen by death. All who have died in saving faith in Jesus. I love that in these, in these accounts. Elijah giving the boy back to his mom. Jesus giving the boy back to his mom. And on the last day, Jesus giving back to you and me. Your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your child. Getting them back. Can there be a greater joy for you and me? In our readings, we see that death does not have the last word. God does. At Elijah's prayer, God gives life to the widow's son. At Jesus' word, young man, I say to you, get up, he does. And he starts right away, yakking, talking. And Jesus gives him back. This good news changes things for you and me. Just think. For the widow in that text, her home was never the same ever again, was it? After God raised the boy from the dead. The upper room was a constant reminder of God's goodness and his miracle. The laughter of his son continued to remind her that God is good, that God is love, that God is life. Things were never the same in the town of Nain for that widow ever again. Every morning, there he was, her boy, alive again. And God's victory over death in the grave changes you and me too. We say with Job, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. And we sing with joy. For me to live is Jesus, to die is gain for me. So when my Savior pleases, I meet death willingly. For Christ my Lord, my brother, I leave this world so dim, and gladly seek another where I shall be with my woes are nearly over, though long and dark the road. My sin, his merits cover, and I have peace with God. And so we say with St. Paul, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O grave, is your sting? Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Jesus, you 
have victory over death. So do not be afraid, O little flock, for the shepherd gives you eternal life. For Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's confess our faith together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life eternal. Amen. Jesus, as we us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation you have prepared in the sight of every people a light to reveal you to the nations, and the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come, in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on day of his coming we may together with all your saints celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. You may be seated. We sing together our closing song, The Day of Resurrection. It is hymn 478. Mm -hmm. 